Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. to a new season of Popcorn Podcast. It's Woo-hoo. season three. And today's episode we're talking about Bombshell and Bad Boys for Life, plus all the latest movie and trailer news. Let's get straight into it. So to kick off 2020, I went to see Bombshell. Mm-hmm. It's based on the true story about the sexual harassment scandal at Fox News involving founder Roger Ailes and a number of anchor women who worked for him. It stars Nicole Kidman as newsreader Gretchen Carlson, Charlize Theron as Megan Kelly, and Margot Robbie as Kayla, who's an amalgamation of different producers, uh, with John Lithgow as Ailes. Now, this has an incredible supporting cast. It was like a stream of award-winning cameos. Mark Duplass stars as Megan Kelly's husband. Kate McKinnon stars as a closet lesbian Democrat working at Fox, which is a Wow. Big deal, if you know Fox News. <laughs> is she a closet Democrat as well? Yes. Okay. Yes, so she can't... She... She's existing in the closet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Connie Britton stars as Roger Ailes' wife, and it's got Alison Janney, and then the list could just go on and I on. I didn't know Alison Janney was in it. Yes. So she portrays Roger Ailes' lawyer, I believe. Okay. But um, she's unrecognisable. You wouldn't know it was her. Really? Yeah. So I'm surprised she hasn't been nominated for some awards for this because it's quite impressive. Now you say she's like a re- unrecognisable. Mm. Is that makeup and prosthetics like Charlize Theron? Voice, yeah, wow. makeup. They've really gone all out in this movie to make everyone look as close to the real people as possible, which I think helps suspend that disbelief. Mm, for sure. I mean, it's really important that when you have actors playing real mm. people that they're familiar as those people, not mm, themselves. Exactly. So, you know, not... Um, Charlie's Theron, it's actually Megan. Mm. But what's unfortunate is that, you know, they've done that so well and then they've gone and erased that by putting in a technique where they break the fourth wall and talk to the camera. Tell me about that. So there's bits throughout it where the women involved will talk directly to the camera. You might hear 
they're in a monologue while they're being hit on, like what goes through their mind, or, you know, they'll say how things work at Fox News, but then break the fourth wall and make a sarcastic aside Does it about work? it. Is it effective because House of Cards, that Netflix TV series, mm. used that technique really, really well in its storytelling? And it's a bit jarring at first, but it becomes a real important beat mm. of the characters. I think it's too erratic in this mm. instance to be pulled off. And they've also inserted some ar- archival footage of the real people and uh. in to the movie, but at odd intervals that really pull you out of it, unfortunately. Oh, that's a bit strange. Yeah. it's. I mean, this should be a really important movie, but it's a little bit too superficial to hit hard enough. Mm-hmm. So... The story's been told already in the form of the Russell Crowe limited series, The Loudest Voice, yeah. which we've talked about. Brilliant. And that's told very much... That that digs right into Roger Ailes, as far as I understand. And it's over almost 20 years. Right. Or about that, yeah. So this is a span of really a very short period of time, and it's meant to be from the women's perspective, mm-hmm. which is great, but by the same token, it doesn't dig deep enough into what the women are dealing with. I mean, you see the situations that they've been put in, the uncomfortable, horrific, in some cases, situations that they've been put into, but doesn't dig deep enough into them to really understand what's going on. With the exception of Margot Robbie, Mm -hmm. who puts in an incredible performance in this. So even though you don't really get to dig into her character too much or the motivations too much, she just takes it to the next level with her performance. Right. So, Does she break the fourth wall as well? Like, do they all do it? No, no. Just Megan Kelly and Gretchen Carlson, who's okay. played by Nicole Kidman. The wider commentary here is about the need for women to support each other. That's That was my takeaway from the movie, that, you know, all these women were hesitant about coming forward because they would lose their job or that they'd be harassed even further. You know, it would ruin their lives to come yeah. forward. Um, and Roger Ailes was a very powerful man. And incredibly they, powerful. And they make that clear in the movie that he will, he will ruin them. Mm. He couldn't ruin them. Um, and the only thing that changed or tipped the scales in this case, and this is considered, this event is considered to be the grassroots of the Me Too movement, yeah. really, mm. which again is not fully explored as well as it should be mm-hmm. in this in the film. Do you, what's the runtime? Do you think its lack of going into depth was an issue with the script or was the film too short or... I think the script is good. Mm. I think the script is good. It's just that it doesn't delve deep enough into the female characters and their Uh motivation. It leaves them feeling... It left me feeling a little bit cold Mm -hmm. towards these women. Do you think that was how you were meant to feel? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. You need to be sympathetic to these women. Mm. Um, They've been through something horrific and it's based on a true story, which makes it even more horrific. Mm. But then just, I feel awful for saying this, but they just weren't likable characters, which doesn't detract from, you know, their believability or what happened to them. It doesn't make it justified at all. But mm. it was just a real shame to see that there seemed to be a lot of backstabbing and a lot of throwing other women under the bus to save your own reputation and right. save yourself. And I think that's the most important takeaway from this film is that in these situations, women need to stick together. Yes. So, I mean, that's a good thing that came out of it. I just want to talk about Margot Robbie a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Even just based on the trailer, we knew that she was going to be delivering an incredible performance. Mm. And honestly, that's an understatement. Wow, I really, really can't wait to see this. Yes. <laughs> her Oscar nomination is very well deserved and I really want her to win. I think she deserves it. Really? Mm. She's nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Yep. Yeah. And she deserves it 100%. Okay. Mm. So I'm giving Bombshell three popcorn kernels. Yeah, that's pretty solid. It's pretty solid. It's... 
a good movie, mm -hmm. an important movie, but it just didn't... Lacked a bit of substance at it, times. Yeah, sure. lacked a bit of substance, yeah. definitely. Alrighty. Both Lee and I uh, got the, to see Bad Boys for Life. And that's a film, uh, the third in a franchise, the Bad Boys franchise, that reunites Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. As you would know, they're Miami detectives, Mike Lowry and Marcus Burnett. And it's been like 17 years since Bad Boys mm. 2 um, and 25 years uh, since the first Bad Boys in the mid-90s. So, mm. I mean, there's just so such a trend and always has been, but certainly more now about studios revisiting established IP, even if it's been 17 years since mm -hmm. they dipped their toes in that pool. But yeah, what, what did you think initially, like how you felt coming out of it? Like, were you excited that, that you were going back to with, have Will Smith and Martin Lawrence together as a team? I was, I was very excited to see this film and I know we felt very differently about it oh coming out of yeah, it. Spoiler alert, but no surprise. Like, I thought it was awful. <laughs> I had a great time in the film. It's directed by Belgian filmmakers Adil El Arbi and Bilal Falah. And this is their first mainstream movie, it's worth noting. And I think they did a fantastic job. Oh, see, it was it, to me it was incredibly obvious that it was their first film. Really? Yeah, I, I just felt that there were... The ways that the story was told, even simply as how the choices with the camera, with the cinematography, mm. it felt like... It was meant to be this big budget film, but it didn't feel like that to me. There were moments where you'd big action sequences mm -hmm. that were few and far between, especially that one at the end. It just went on and on and on. And I was mm. sitting there going, well, that's where all their bloody money went. Because that would have been a very challenging piece of cinema to put together. Mm. And I just felt that it was a little bit underwhelming. It was very poorly paced. It was really... I was... For the first half of the film, I was bored. And I just felt like perhaps with the script mm. and these new directors, they just didn't give it that oomph. Wow. And I was kind of like, wow, this is actually really disappointing. Not that I was waiting for the camera to literally go 360 and send me in a dizzy vertigo mm. because Michael Bay wasn't behind the lens. No. But it almost, this, this, these characters and these stories kind of it missed Michael Bay. If, if I really? can't believe I'm saying this, but it missed Michael Bay. It missed that dizziness and that, um, chaos. I would have said it was a good tribute to Michael Bay because Michael Bay directed the first two Bad mm. Boys films. He didn't direct this one, obviously, as we said. He produced, right? Uh, he, oh, was he? Jerry Bruckheimer produced okay. as well as, I think Michael Bay is a mm. producer as well. Mm -hmm. But I felt they it was like an homage to Michael Bay films, but modernised. Mm. They did a few modern twists and turns that took it to a different place, but it yeah. felt like a Michael Bay film. Right. Um, and, and this time, Mike and Marcus are dealing with the prospects of middle age and a shocking event, which we're not going to reveal, sets them on the path for revenge and one of them into retirement. Mm. And I liked the dynamics of that because they've always been that kind of dynamic where Marcus wants to throw in the towel, but Mike is all about the police work. And they've taken it to a new level now and added the fact that they're, they're at retirement age. They could retire, mm. but there were quite compelling reasons for one of them not to and one of them to retire. Mm. I liked that. And I've always really loved the chemistry between Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Like It's undeniable. That's solid. I mean, that's what these movies have always been about, mm. action and the chemistry, mm. which I think it pulled off in spades. Mm. I, I want to see more of Martin Lawrence because I forgot how funny he is mm. and how much of like a caricature of himself that he is almost mm. in in this film and he was just actually really fun 
If, if the film didn't have Martin Lawrence in it, I think it would have been a complete and utter disaster. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Really? Yeah. So he, he carried it for me. See, the twists and turns that were happening in the film had me on the edge of my seat for most part. Mm -hmm. I will add a caveat that the third act twist was bloody ridiculous. Just so you know, I'm literally pulling faces. (laughs) He is, he is. Very um, rude and distracting. I will agree that the third act twist was utterly ridiculous. Yeah, I mean... But so Hollywood. So Hollywood. But I always judge how a film is for me and if, if I'm sitting there rolling my eyes in my seat then you've lost me mm. and I did it so many times so I was kind of like ah in mm. the screening we were in though the audience was really getting into it they were there was one person Didn't who they clap at yeah. the end oh <laughs> yeah. god there was one one person who screamed out no <laughs> at a really opportune moment all we needed was the Wilhelm scream and that just would have yeah. tipped it off but to summarise it, Marcus, mm. or Martin Lawrence as Marcus, had a really good line that I think sums it up pretty well. This is some telenovela it's, it's, shit. It's how he delivers it. I get, what was I expecting? I mean, it was a bad boys film. The, the first two, the first is pretty damn good, you know, but they're not um, masterpieces. No. But the thing that should draw you to check out this is certainly... Yeah, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence mm. in their chemistry, like you said. Yeah, yeah, if you're a fan of the films, you'll like it. Yeah, I, I think so too. And if you're mm. a fan of action films, I mm. think you'll like it mm. too. What did you think about... Because I felt a lot of the supporting cast were really... The, what did they do? They didn't really do anything. Like Vanessa no. Hudgens is in it and it was kind of like, did all her scenes get cut? Because I felt that was a bit strange. They did add a younger element, mm. like a, a special ops team that are meant to help Mike and Marcus out. And yeah, they didn't have a lot to do, really. No, no. Kind of provided a little bit more comic relief and... Yeah, a little bit. But they didn't, I guess, they didn't really have much um, shape to them as characters. How many kernels would you give this one? Oh, look, I think I might just give it two. Two popcorn kernels. Ouch, you really didn't like it. Uh, well, I'm going to go three and a half. Wow, I had that's fun. more than bombshell It is, unfortunately. Ooh. And I'm sticking by that. I don't know if I can continue this. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Well, that's Bombshell and Bad Boys for Life. We have other new releases uh, that came out on January the 16th. An Aussie-made teen movie set uh, in the world of go-kart racing called Go, with an exclamation mark. That premiered last year at Sinfest Oz, but just now getting a wider release. It's starring William Lodder opposite Richard Roxburgh. 
Also out is The Biggest Little Farm, which chronicles the eight-year quest of John and Molly Chester as they trade in city living for 200 acres of barren farmland and, you know, a pipe dream to harvest in harmony with nature. It's quite breathtaking cinematography in this film, captivating animals, an urgent message to heed Mother Nature's call, you know, protect the earth. Wow. Yeah, that definitely sounds like something that yeah. the world needs to see right now. Um, and also another film full of animals, uh, Doolittle. So that's starring Robert Downey Jr. as the ma as the man who can talk to the animals, obviously. Um, you may have grown up on the Dr. Doolittle films with Eddie Murphy, mm. so this is kind of... But it's very different because it's set... It's a period mm. family film rather than set in modern day. It's got a huge voice cast. Just to rattle off a few, Emma Thompson, Rami Malek, John Cena, Octavia Spencer... And, of course, his Avengers buddy, Tom Holland, as the loyal canine companion. Which is so fitting, isn't it? Because yeah, he was like a loyal little cute. puppy dog yeah. as Spider-Man to Tony Stark, wasn't he? Yeah. This film, interestingly, is getting blasted. Yeah. It's, it's not getting good critic reviews. Well, if you go by the trailers, it is a little bit... You're not really sure what you're in for. It's a bit mm. odd. It cost an absolute fortune, about $175 million. And apparently they had a lot of issues behind the scenes in production. Mm. So I feel like it's just going to be a one and done and maybe mm -hmm. kind of yeah write a few checks to cover some bills. Which is a shame because, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is such a huge star mm. now off the back of the Avengers mm. Marvel franchise. And this is kind of next big potential new franchise outside of that. And it's kind of gone tits up oh, well. already. Uh, lots of news. Now, we're rubbing our hands together here at Popcorn Podcast because it's awards season. We've had the Golden Globes and a few others. Um, and the Academy Award nominations have been mm. released. Now, we're going to do a special Popcorn Podcast where we're going to just go through all the mm. key categories. Can't wait for that. So watch out for that one. Lee, you mentioned Margot Robbie. And she's actually been nominated twice in the same category for the BAFTAs. However, this has brought a bit of controversy because mm. uh, amid all the lack of diversity claims across the season. I don't think it's a good move. No, I agree. So one of the nominations is obviously for Bombshell, but the other nomination is for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I think is just not necessary. She I... had nothing to do in that film. She was great and she added definitely an element that was important to the film, mm. but in terms of nominating for an award... Uh... Yeah, it's, it's silly. I, I mean, look, you've had like... Dame Judi Dench win an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress with only eight minutes of screen time. Mm. So I guess, you know, there is a precedent there. But it's a real shock that she's nominated for that role. Mm, exactly. Despite being great in it. And Viking Phoenix is obviously being nominated for everything in lead actor. I think yes. he's a sure bet to take away the Oscar. He's on his way to victory. It's exciting that Booksmart was nominated for Best Original Screenplay at the BAFTAs. Yes. Which is so really deserving. exciting, but no director nomination for Olivia Wilde. Yeah, which is really upsetting. I mean, there's a, there's a, we'll talk about this in our special, but, mm. you know, with Greta Gerwig, director of Little Women, like, there's just no gender balance there in, the, in nominations against, within films that are incredible, critically and financially. And it's a real shame, but I am stoked that Booksmart has picked up a Best Original Screenplay nom for BAFTAs yeah. because that was one of the standout films of last year. Definitely. Now, <laughs> James Cameron has released some concept art for the next Avatar films, finally, <laughs> and was just absolutely mocked online. Because no one cares. It's been too long. It's been, what, 12, 11 years? It will be 12 or something, hmm. you know, in between Avatar and Avatar 2 and then 3 and then 4. 
So we're getting three sequels. Yeah. There was meant to be a five as well. There was meant to be a number five, but that's a bit hanging mm, in the balance now. Yeah. I I think that they would wait to find out how successful the second, third, and fourth are before they, you know, green light a fifth. I reckon they just go with the first sequel first and see how that goes. Look, I have every... These Avatar films will blow us away and we won't Mm. be prepared for it. And we would have dragged it over hot coals the whole time and then we're like oh hold on actually this is really bloody good Mm. but we'll see but people are just really confused they're making three right now at the same time like we don't want them (laughs) that's people's sentiment at the moment I think the point is it's too early to start the hype machine yes you're you're at risk of viewer fatigue Mm. yeah Mm. Director Scott Derrickson has dropped out of the Doctor Strange sequel due to creative differences Mm. this all seems quite amicable yeah, I don't does. really know what the story is behind that, but... Mm. I mean, the the first Doctor Strange film is a real gold nugget in the MCU, I think. Mm. It brought a lot of different layers to the story, and I think his character and that and the multiverse that they allude to in the multiverse of madness in the mm. title will play a pivotal part moving forward in the franchise. So mm. it's a real shame that the original director is no longer part of this project. Now, there's also a G.I. Joe spin-off in the works called Snake Eyes that kicked off production in Japan just recently, and it stars Henry Golding as Snake Eyes, who's her character, a part of the G.I. Joe team, and Samara Weaving as Scarlet, Mm -hmm. who is a close friend of Snake Eyes. Mm -hmm. Samara Weaving's just having a moment at the moment. She's killing it, and so is Henry Golding. Yeah, absolutely. He's currently in The Gentleman, Guy Ritchie's latest Mm -hmm. film, so yeah, he's everywhere. And last Christmas, a couple months ago. Now, this is a really important piece of news, uh, James Bond news, because Mm. it's come from the producer, uh, Barbara Broccoli, who's been a long-time producer of the Mm. um, franchise, and it talks about James Bond and race and gender. So, she's come out and said, he can be of any colour, but he is male. So, Mm -hmm. she specifically said it, because there's been all these things about, this conversation about Bond should be a, a female. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, there's precedent in Doctor Who now being mm-hmm. uh, cast as a female, all those sorts of amazing things. But then she goes on, and I completely agree with her in this statement. Mm. She says, I believe we should be creating new characters for women, strong female characters. I'm not particularly interested in taking a male character and having a woman play it. I think women are far more interesting than that. Absolutely. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. And that's what I liked about the Ghostbusters film. Mm. When that first came out that they were going to do a gender-reversed Ghostbusters film, I worried that it was they were just going to put the women in those characters. Mm. The characters were very similar dynamics. Sure. But I liked that they made them their own people and just had sort of callbacks to the original mm. series. Yeah. When you mentioned Doctor Who, that's a different set of circumstances I think because Doctor Who being a time lord for all yeah. the Doctor Who geeks out there <laughs> constantly changes form. Sure. So he it could makes be sense. he could be a man, could be a woman, could be anything. Yeah. But I completely agree with the statement mm. that Bond is a man. Mm. Make a new character. Yeah. Yeah. And there should be those opportunities in the action genre, action adventure genre mm. where you could have a female Bond-like character, Mm -hmm. but you can't have a female Bond. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm. James can't be Jamie Bond. (laughs) (laughs) Can't be Jamie with a Y. (laughs) Jamie with a Y. Jamie. (laughs) Jamie Bond. 
I was quite excited to hear that National Treasure 3 is in the works at Disney. Oh my god, I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, brilliant. I'm a fan of those movies. Is it going to be on Disney Plus or will it be a film release? I'm not sure at this stage. Yeah, I hope a film release because, yeah, Nick Cage needs some work, let's be honest. Oh, he just pe- keeps popping up in some fucking random shit. <laughs> the National Treasure movies are good fun. Clever. Um, clever, mm-hmm. light. They're kind of like family. They're funny. Like I'm really happy that they're going to revisit this franchise. They're like the family-friendly Da Vinci Code, almost. Hey, with the puzzles and things. That you know? is like perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Very good. You have some other news. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So this, I guess it's come as a bit of a, oh, but it, it, it makes sense. Mm. So obviously with Disney's acquisition of Fox in 2019, mm. uh, they've made a lot of changes. And this one is quite a big one where Disney are killing the Fox name, if you will. Uh, and they're moving forward with what was formerly known as 20th Century Fox. Mm. It'll just be called 20th Century Studios. We'll still have the big fanfare, apparently, mm. the big opener, that iconic. Um, that won't be removed. And then also you had Fox Searchlight. Mm. It's now going to be called Searchlight pictures present yeah so it shouldn't affect any operations but it's interesting that they're moving away from the fox brand Mm, mm. yeah that's it's a big call because when sometimes when other brands you know absorb other businesses but they hold the name because Mm. it's got that familiarity with the audience Mm. and it has a heritage to it etc etc i think unfortunately fox has a little bit of a negative mm. association for people yeah rest in peace 20th century fox the name anyway We've had a fair few trailers this year, but we'll just highlight a few of the most recent ones. Mm. We've got the trailer for Morbius, or a teaser trailer for Morbius, which stars Jared Leto as the anti-hero known as the Living Vampire. Mm. I didn't know too much about this character before we started talking about this movie. He won't sparkle in the sun. <laughs> no. <laughs> he fuses... He's a very ill doctor who fuses his DNA with that mm. of a bat. Yeah. So he's a Batman, not the Batman. <laughs> God. And speaking of Batman, mm. there's uh, a really surprising link from the Spider-Man franchise mm. with Michael Keaton, who had played Batman mm. before, for those playing at home. He played the character, the villain of Vulture in the MCU mm. Spider-Man film. So, I they're mean, connecting them. They're connecting them. So that I'm just really like sitting up and listening and watching now. What did you think of Jared Leto in this? Oh, I love Jared Leto. Really? People have something to say about him and... I, for some reason, don't. I think I he's think, really, really good. I think he's very talented. Um, I don't know about how entertaining this film's going to be, but the special effects looked amazing. Yeah, they do. Yeah. To your point, like, you don't know much about Morbius. Mm. I don't. I don't think many people do, unless you're mm. big comic book fans. But I, I think it's a big risk and a ballsy one, but hopefully a good one that they're, that they're going down the road of lesser-known characters here. Mm. So they're not just making more of the same shit. Yeah. A Quiet Place 2, uh, the first trailer came out, Mm. starring Emily Blunt, um, and it's a sequel to the very surprising and critically celebrated thriller A Quiet Place from a couple Mm. years ago. I am very intrigued in how they're going to tell this story and build upon that world, Mm. and I guess the trailer hints that they're they're looking back at how the world was overrun Mm. by these monsters, and then what follows the events of the first film. So there's probably going to be the technique of a few flashbacks mm. and whatnot, but then um, it looks like they're leaving the safe confounds of their house and mm-hmm. they're going to find other people. I was quite sceptical about whether we needed a sequel to that film because I think it was a really good standalone 
film. Yeah, I, I um, agree. But I do like the look of where they're mm. going with it. It's more about confronting new monsters and humans who've mm. lost their humanity. Mm. So it's less about the alien monsters, more about a new kind of monsters. Yeah. Mm. Us. Us. Uh, yeah, I quite I agree with you that this should have been one and done because that all that mystery behind how it came to be and what's going to be of that family mm. after is I quite like that ambiguity mm. where you can figure it out yourself. But anyway, here we are. We've got a second trailer for Bloodshot starring Vin Diesel, mm. which looks really good. looks yeah. like an action-packed hit. Um, it tells us a little bit more about the character and his story. So it's showing that his memory just keeps getting rebooted and obviously a government agency is using him to assassinate people yeah. by using his personal memories to trick him into assassinating people. Yeah. Pretty so it's interesting. Up. Yeah. But he'll figure it all out. I'm sure he will. And he'll be free. And then you'll be in trouble, Guy Pierce. <laughs> yeah, I love me a bit of Guy Pierce. Now, I stumbled across this trailer this week and I'm stoked. Mm -hmm. I cannot wait for this comedy. It's called The Lovebirds and it follows a young couple in Isa Ray and Kamal Nanjiani. They're both pulled into a bizarre and hilarious murder mystery, you know, working to clear their names and solve the case they need to figure out how they and their relationship can survive the night. I love those. I love the premise of it. And I think you've got two really, really talented comedic actors here. And it just looks so freaking funny. Yeah. And I can't wait to go on that adventure with them to find out all the misadventures that these <laughs> poor bastards have to deal with based on what's unfortunately happened to them that night. So, yeah, bring it on. That's a big week. Yeah. But what's coming next week? What is coming next week, Lee? On January the 23rd, uh, we have a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I was about to say, which we've already checked out. <laughs> We have. Uh, yes, which we already checked out. And that's about a friendship between a journalist and American children's entertainer, Mr. Rogers. And yeah, we've seen this and we'll be reviewing that uh, next time. What was your just first impression? Just top tier initial takeaway? I thought it was a really lovely film, mm -hmm. but it was very slow. Right. Yeah. Uh, we've also got Like a Boss, the comedy starring Rose Byrne and Tiffany Haddish as business partners who get screwed over by... Salma Hayek's ruthless businesswoman. Mm. We've also got Underwater. Mm. Uh, this is a thriller starring Christian Stewart as an aquatic researcher who gets trapped on the seabed after an earthquake decimates the laboratory. And we're seeing that film this week as well. So we we'll are. bring you that review. It looks pretty scary. <laughs> scary. <laughs> Hold my hand. I don't, yeah, I get really um, tense about films being trapped under the water. I'm mm. not into diving. I'm not into that kind of thing at all. That and space films. I have no desire to go into space. No. Yeah, no. So, have you seen The Abyss? Yeah. That James, oh, I think that's one of my favourite films, but yeah, that is very... Um, no, couldn't do it. Raw. No. And we've got uh, Just Mercy, and that follows a young lawyer, Brian Stevenson, who played by Michael B. Jordan, who's doing some great work, mm -hmm. uh, and his history-making battle for justice to free a wrongly condemned man and others like him. Um, you'll also see Brie Larson and Jamie Foxx in that film yeah, as well. That's a real hard-hitting drama. Out next week. Talking about deep breaths. Ooh. Like, we've bloody done it. First episode back after loaded. the holidays. Absolutely loaded. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. And we hope that you uh, listened and enjoyed our specials over the Christmas period. Mm -hmm. Just little uh, bite-sized reviews that we delivered for you. But, uh, yeah, go out and see Bombshell, Bad Boys for Life, if you're a fan of that franchise. Mm -hmm. And lots more to see. And check out our awards season podcast mm -hmm. about the Oscar noms, which will be up soon. 
We'll talk to you next week. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.